This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al and Jerry. All right, what do you say we do a podcast? It's Tuesday. Very strange day, I gotta be honest, Al Dukes. Because of the stuff with Craig today during the show, just to touch on the Boomer and Carton Show briefly with Mike and all that, and then just from being in the newsroom, is like humans are starting to show up now. And the buzz about, and I was not aware of this. I did not hear the show yesterday. I was out with my kids all day, and we had basketball and all that. And I guess there were people just calling the radio station about the fill-ins that have been here for the last couple of weeks. It was very interesting radio. Some people liked it. Some hated it. Very weird day, though. i got to be honest. Which part is weird? That humans are showing up or that uh, the show yesterday? No, no, the humans start showing up right around now. Okay. Just the whole vibe in this place right now. It's different. It's strange. Well, I think always in the summer uh, we have, uh, you know, these radio hosts work four hours a day, some longer, a little, some a little shorter. True. Uh, doing shows all year and the summertime comes and they've built up a lot of their vacation. Right. Uh, so there's a lot of fill-in hosts, and sometimes they put teams together that don't work. Sometimes they put teams together that do work, and you don't know until you uh, throw them on the actual air. All true. That's so, fair. yes, sometimes I believe it is awkward. Yeah, and I'm not even saying the shows work. To be honest, I haven't heard any of them. Okay, I just nor thought, have I. I mean, I heard, I heard Evan and Valente for a half hour. That's about all I've heard. I've mm-hmm. heard nothing else. So, anyway, all right, what do we got? I was stuck in the Holland Tunnel yesterday for oh. about 40 minutes, so I heard uh, some solo Kim Jones. It's always bad if I hear two Jerry Rucco FAN updates. <laughs> you want to be home. While still in the tunnel. But you are not kidding. And there's nothing. Apart. And, by, and from my standards, there's nothing worse then when, because you usually leave around 11-ish, mm-hmm. ish, 11.05, 11.02, 11.10. If I get a text from Al prior to going in for the 11.40, that's a problem because he really hasn't had enough time to get home just yet. Right. And that means there's something going on. And what's even worse is when I get that text at 11.38 and he's still a mile and a half away from me. Yeah, I wrote to you, I texted you the... I'm in still in, no, I wrote the Holland Tunnel sucks a wiener. Yes, you did. Exactly. And you were correct. I was correct. Because that sucked yesterday. So, Jerry, you know, I'm in the process. I will be within a a month or so of moving. Very excited about this. Uh, But it made me think, you know, I do have some things, like I have a basement where I am now, and I'm not going to have a basement. I'm going to, you know, when you move, that's when you tend to throw things out, get rid of things. Correct. So I have a number of items that my parents moved a few years ago, uh, and they were cleaning out their attic and wanted to get rid of, but they were my items from childhood. Right. So they're like, what do you want us to do with these things? We can't take it with us. So I took them and I put them in my basement. But now it's time for me to sort of evaluate what I do with these items. Kind of time to grow up, too, and move away from all your stuff from your youth. Well, really, I'm just looking to see if they're worth anything. Oh, okay. Got it. You want to sell the stuff? I'd re- I like to sell some things. Right. Some things I will sell, some things I will not. So, for example, I have uh, the very old Atari system, game system. I have an old Intellivision. Do those still work? Well, this is the thing. 
when I last unplugged them from a TV, they worked. But, but then they were how long ago? they were in an attic, which goes hot and cold, hot and be cold, honest. hot and cold. I don't know, Al. But is there are there collectors who are interested in these things, or were they so prevalent back in the day that there's tons of them on the market if you want them? His Twitter handle is at Al's Boring Tweets, and he is now using the podcast as a selling tool. If you are interested in an old Atari or Nintendo program or, or the television, ca- please contact Al. Or the cartridges I have, because I was there's no way that stuff can. They're not warped. I was to a um, there's a place called Kill Screen Games okay. in Asbury Park. They buy old games and things, and I was in there. They had some old cartridges, literally for a dollar. So why didn't you bring them in? See so if you get fifty cents. I could bring cartridge. it in there, but I, I wonder if um, I was just curious if people out there knew are there hard to find games that people are looking for. I don't know the you answer. You know what to I'm that. saying? You're really looking to cash in, aren't you? Somewhat. Yes. I, I also I have, blame you. I also have I have a bunch of Star Wars figures which I'm not gonna do anything with because they they remind me of my youth. But I have some ships that like Star Wars ships Get for the rid figures. Of them. What am I doing with them? I have no. I got rid of that stuff a long time ago. Right, probably prematurely, but I got rid of that stuff a long time ago. I think the when we were younger and we had these things and we put them away after, as we got older and we're like we're gonna put these items away. We all thought like our baseball cards and such that these things are gonna sit in our attics. And when we were adults, we were going to cash in. Um, I did believe that for baseball. I never belo- I never thought that for miniature figures. Like action figures. I never did. But you are right with the baseball cards. I remember I went to, there's a hobby shop in Matawan, New Jersey, which is still there. And they still have the baseball card section in the back. It's not as big as it once was, but it's still there. Uh, they still have some good stuff. And I remember going in there, and I was, I must have been Fourteen. I was freshman going into sophomore year in high school, I think, maybe 15, whatever it was. I was driving a moped, so I was 15. And I was a janitor at a school in the summer, and I was making $280 a week. So whatever that is, 40 times, I was probably making seven, yeah, $7 an hour. And they paid me without taking taxes out. So I would get my check, and it would be $280. And I remember one of the checks, I told my mother I was going to do this because we always had a deal, at least until I grew up, brilliant, uh, half my paycheck goes in the bank, and I can do whatever I want with the other half. I said, listen, there's a baseball card I have to get. It's like 230 bucks. Can I do one paycheck, and then next week I'll put it all away? And we agreed. So I got my moped. I got paid. I went to the bank, cashed the money, went to the hobby shop, and I bought a Hank Aaron baseball card. Spent $232 on it. I remember thinking, when I'm like 50, this is going to be worth a fortune. This is going to be awesome. Buy a house with this. Yeah. Dropped it and ran it over. Oh, you ran the uh, card over on the way home from the Not on the way home. It was, I would say, a few weeks later, I had the card in a plastic casing, and I hopped on my moped. I was going to show, and a friend of mine was really into card collecting, too. So I'm like, I'm going to show him a Hank Aaron card. And I dropped it and literally ran it over. Now, the card is still intact. I still have it, but it's got creases all over it now, as opposed to when it was. And it wasn't a rookie card. It was like a Hank Aaron, maybe a third year. I forget. But... I mean, what a waste. I still have the card, but I don't know what it's worth now. Right. I should check because it is 2017. I guess it could maybe be worth a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, I have comic books, Jerry, that were, that were very old, but they who knows? They could be worth a lot. And they could be worth nothing. Jack squat. Yes. I know what you're doing there. Make me an offer. Tommy boy. Make me an offer, people. Just make me an offer for Or I have a garage sale, Jerry. You're not having a garage sale. You don't know that. There's no chance you're having a garage sale. 
Can we do it at your house? No chance. You have a driveway. I'm not having a garage sale at my house. You have for a driveway. Me or you. I do, but here's the, all right. No, I'm sorry. No. No. That'd be awesome no. if we could have a garage no. sale at your house. I'm not having a garage sale. All right. Here's what I do when I want to have a garage sale. I pack up the car and we go to the flea market and I let my son be the salesperson. Now, Maybe that's that what I'll do. a couple years, but I did do that. But here's the, here's well, the problem. Flea though. market table. I had a full set of golf clubs that there was no way I was going home with them. So I started out, I had them up on sale. $30, Al, a driver, a three wood, a putter, and then irons three through nine or three through uh, pitching wedge. I wound up selling it for $11. Yeah. Like, I watch all these shows on HGTV. Here, here are two P's, here are two two-by-fours and a lampshade. Go get 400 bucks for it. Flea market flip. I mean, give me a break. Right. And, and that happens. Yeah. Stop it. So yeah. I actually sold it for 11 bucks. Gina uses this app called Let It Go or Let Go. Yeah, but then they come to your house. You well, got to no, meet them out or something. No, you know, yeah, like you meet them at like a Target or I something. I can't be meeting people. I mean, yeah, that's how I feel. Uh, only because I don't trust people. I also don't want to be bothered. Well, that's another Unless thing. you're telling me this uh, this comic book or baseball card I have is worth $300, I'll go meet someone for $300. That's worth your time. I'm not meeting somebody for $25. I completely agree with you. Boy, we sound like two jackasses <laughs> right now. <laughs> Jerry, I saw this uh, article in the newspaper today and immediately thought, post-game podcast. A Brooklyn woman was wondering where her mail was going. As what, she is he was going not, to a strip club? As she was not, no, the actual letters in the mail. Oh. Uh, where her mail was going every day as she was getting all these notices uh, uh, emailed to her saying, you were past due on your bills. She thought, well, I haven't seen any of these bills. Well, the mailman said, I've been dropping off your bills on your front porch, as I always do. This is a bit of a lazy mailman. He drops the mail on the front porch. Sure. Not putting it in any sort of mailbox. Turns out a rat has been stealing this Come on. has been stealing this woman's mail really? and making a nest with it. Oh. Uh, about that. A rat's nest, Jerry. Very interesting. Made of mail. Letters, bills. These rats that and the rat knew every day. This is the mail. This here oh, here comes the mailman. Let me get some of these letters and make a nest. That's a big pain in the ass is what that big is. Big pain in the ass, Jerry. This happened in Brooklyn. By the way, I think it was like a nice place, like a brownstone, as they say. Hmm. If I'm buying a brownstone in Brooklyn, I better not have a freaking rat anywhere near it. Why not? You have rats where there are $5 million apartments in Manhattan. Yeah, that's what's weird about Manhattan to yeah. me. I, mean, I wouldn't want to live there. There's nothing there'd you be can do rat. about the rodents. I mean, if the city hasn't been able to control them, what are you going to do? Just because you live on this block, you're entitled to be rodent free? Well, I just know Sorry, how the way it works. I just know how I was looking to buy a place in Jersey, and I was so picky. Imagine if I was buying a million dollar place in Manhattan, and it had rats. You'd have to be on the thirtieth floor running around. They, I don't think. I don't think. Oh, they there. scale. I'm sure, but I think the higher you get, the less less rats chances there are of that happening. You're gonna love where you're going. No rats. But if there was a rat that made it all the way up to the floor to the you know, high-rise building you're talking about. Make it your pet. Ricky the rat. Or what about this? Rat vasectomies, and then they can't reproduce. Great. So you want to use taxpayer money to fix rats? Yes. That's brilliant. 
something. I don't think that's going to work. Something like that. I don't think that's going to work. All right. I did this story already, Jerry. I have a, I have a serious oh, yes. question Ooh, for only you. Only serious question. So since you're using Perfect. this podcast for your own benefit. Yes. What do you need and to this sell? Is probably, we probably don't have enough time because I got to go run to wins in a minute. Right. But I'm going to put it out there and All let's right. continue and it'll make it sound like we never stopped. Perfect. So you're using this for your trying to get rid of old stuff. All right. I have old one for stuff. You. I've had a loan, which I told you, which you've known about. I've told you many years, a few years ago, that came to its conclusion. You paid it off. Paid it off. Excellent. Significant amount of money, significant amount per month. Felt very good about myself. Now, this was one of these loans where to get the extra 0.75% off, almost a full point, but not a full point, but still, you still save money. You do the automatic deduction every month. Right. 60-month loan. 59 months, this loan was automatically deducted out of my checkbook. Perfect. Well, loan 60, apparently, was not automatically deducted out of our checkbook, even though my wife and I took it out of the checkbook. The bank did not deduct the money. So we get, I suppose, I'm very bad when I get mail for credit cards or anything. I don't open them. I rip them. I throw them out because I look online and all my statements, Me as too. I always tell you, looking for odds and ends or odds whatever. Odds and ends. Well, long story short, it's now July. Now, this happened a couple of weeks ago, but something's happened since, which has brought this to light. A couple of weeks ago, I had a letter from the bank that my loan, my final loan payment is two months past due. So I call them. What are you talking? So I argue with them. They say, all right, no problem. We'll handle it. They gave me, they charged me $50 in late fees. They waived all the fees. I get a nice congratulatory letter. All good. Got a letter last week that my credit has taken a hit. Serious hit. Go to one of the credit re- reports. I got it printed out. The bank reported us as being delinquent on the loan. Payment 60 of 60. What do I do about that? So your thoughts, Al Dukes. What do you do? Uh, I don't know how you fix those credit things. Because it's on them. Yeah, I and, don't know how that works. And here's one thing, too. I, I should go back. I said a couple weeks ago, probably a month ago, that this all came to light. I called them, thought we squared it away, where we made the final payment. And then a week later, I got another letter saying, you've, you've gone delinquent on your payment again. I called them back. I'm like, we did this. And you know, I don't know about you, but whenever I call a credit card company and you talk to someone, they give you a confirmation number or you get their name, I never write it down. I fake write it down. All right. For whatever reason, I wrote it down this time. And when I called them, I said, I spoke to so-and-so with confirmation number, bop, 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 bop. They got a manager on, and they waived it, and they corrected it. The bank made the mistake of withdrawing the wrong amount of money the first time when I called them. So this whole thing is literally, I don't, it's not destroyed it. I'm not saying that. But it went from tremendous to, that's very good. That's not good enough. That's not good enough, Jerry. No. Yeah, I don't know how you fix that. So anybody out there that's listening, if you have any idea if you're a financial person, do I just call, call and scream at the bank and ask them to do something? Do I have to write a letter to somebody? Because we got to fix this. Just call someone and scream. That is what I do, even well, though it I'll doesn't fix anything. Don't call me and scream. Oh. Well, I'll anyway. scream back. So that was my issue. You brought up finances before. That made me I sure did, Jerry. Yeah. Yeah, like on my credit report. Now, luckily, my father's got good credit, but I, we, we have the same name. So you're lumped in. I sometimes, I'm like, they'll show that I had a Sears card in 1972 when I was three years old. Right. I mean, you were, you could have. I suppose I could have had a, a credit card at that age, Jerry. I had excellent credit as a baby. What, at what age does that start? My son's going to be 13. Do the credit card offers start coming this year? 
No, I'm trying to think like when I got mine. Then the first credit card I got, I had to my mother had a co-sign with right. me, so she was on mine. Right. And I still have. I only have two credit cards. That one. I still have that wow. one. And your mom still pays the bills. She's for not you? on it anymore. I know she gets your toilet paper for you. She does uh, get me toilet paper, but I had her removed from my thing. That's a mistake on your part. Because at some point, at some point, you could have just said, Mom, I'm not paying for it. Yes. Toilet paper and salsa, Jerry. (laughs) And salsa. Newman's. Those are the things that I get in my packages. Jerry, I have something here. Tell me if you find this a morbid um, sort of piece of rock memorabilia or this is something that's interesting to you. Up for auction, and it's for actually it's for sale for $1.5 million. The John Lennon album, Double Fantasy, which was signed for Mark David Chapman hours before he then killed John Lennon. Yeah, I would not want that. I know there's a value to it. I understand it. I would not want that. I would not want that either. Not only that, so here's what happened and how this came to be. Um, after the chaos of the killing, uh, one of the, one of the doormen who work or the maintenance men in the building at the Dakota saw the album in uh, sort of the plants and things. Uh, he took it and turned it over to the police. And the police, in, after the investigation, they sent it back to the guy. It was his album. He found it, I guess. Uh, and then the guy has sold it. And then it was sold and sold and sold. It originally sold for $150,000. It is now up for $1.5 million. Not only does it is it an autographed album that was um, uh, at one time belonged to Mark David Chapman, but it has enhanced fingerprints on it from Mark David Chapman that the FBI, I guess, had to uh, put some sort of solution or something on it to get the fingerprints to stand out? Well, you guys answered my question. I was going to ask you, how do you have any idea if any of this stuff is legit? Yeah, this is legit. I would say that's legit. Like, have you ever... I would not want that Like, did you ever have an Eagles album back when you were a kid and start signing it like you're a Don Henley? I did not do that. You never did that? But that's a great idea. That's a great idea. I would. Ne- I didn't, did not do and that. And then try and sell it to like a friend of yours that's a moron. <laughs> Listen, you're a friend of mine. I'll keep it low. You could probably get like 800 bucks for this. $85. Why didn't I try that? I don't know. You were very creative. I'm trying to think like if my buddy next door, Rob, did he ever... Is the meatball guy? Uh, no, my neighbor next door now is the meatball guy. Oh, you meant years ago. And when I was a kid, Rob, he was a big baseball card collector. I wonder if he ever fake signed baseball cards for me. If he was smart, he did. Maybe that Hank Aaron one you bought when you were a kid with a moped was fake. You ever think of that, Jerry? I do. Uh, actually, every time I buy a piece of... I don't buy it anymore, but me when neither. I was a kid, I did buy baseball cards. I buy no memorabilia. Well, no, no, you're 49 now. 47? Well, I'm 47. You'll be 48? I will be. August what? Uh, September 22nd. That was close. September 22nd, huh? Yeah. You'll be 48. Can yeah. you believe you're going to be 48? No. no, I cannot. Like, you're you're almost 50. Yes. That has... Uh, Doesn't that sound bizarre to it you? It does. Huh. Sure does, Jerry. Sounds very bizarre. That's like half over. Uh, yeah, probably Because I more. still use 100 as the benchmark. I was asking Eddie this the other day. I said, uh, well, you know, what age... Would you cons- what at what age when someone passes can you not say oh they died so young? Uh, or they died young. Eighty five. No, 80? eighty. I was seventy seven. No, not anymore. A guy dies at seventy seven. You're gonna go so young. Uh, I'm not no gonna say way. so young, but I'm gonna say that's a shame. 
Okay. I so might, I'll, I'll tell someone you dies at 98. Good run. No, no shame. No. 77, that's, that's a shame. Like, all, right. all kidding aside, like Bob Wolf passed away. He yeah. was 96. The guy had a celebrated and amazing life. Good run. And, he, and in my opinion, did it the right way where he kept himself active and busy and kept working. Great life. 96, that's pretty good. My partner at Rutgers, uh, his name is Joe Boylan, used to be an associate head coach back in the day in the 70s there. He's 78, and he's got more energy than I do some days. And I believe it's truly because he's still working, he's still got something he's passionate about and he still loves, and he's into it. If he passed away, I'd be devastated. No, it's, no, it's not enough time. 90. Mm. I changed my mind. I'm back to 85. 85. I'll say I, that, was my, that was my initial thought. I'm going to stick with my gut and what I thought. 85. 84, that's a shame. 85. 85, good run. 85 is okay. 84 is okay. It's not 85. 90s is a good run. I think anything, here's what I would say. You get to 90, you are in bonus time. Right. Because at that point, you're 90. Now, when we get to 90, assuming we do, think about this. You're talking for you, 42. For me, 47 more years of science and medicine. Yeah. I got to be honest. I'm starting to think like 110. 110 for you. 110. All right. Is that fair or is that not fair? I don't think that's fair yet. I don't think we're going to get to 110. You don't think so? Plus, uh, with what money? What money are you going to have left when you're 110? I mean, I have a pension here that goes until I die, just for the record. Well, that's going to end at some point because all, all you broadcasters are going to be living until you're 110. They're not going to be able to afford that. <laughs> Well, I know you're safe because you got all the money stocked away in that 401k of yours. 401k, Jerry. Yeah. That's where it's at. The guy I work with that never knows when we get paid because he doesn't have to check his checkbook. It's just an overflow of cash. Oh, it's just falling out of me, Jerry. It's just cash. <laughs> He's like Santa Claus, but 365 days a year. They ain't gifts, though. It's cash. Cash, cash. Give me cash. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Oh, nice. That was good. Not as good as me, but that was good. That was a good one. All right, Jerry. I think we're out of time. We are. That was fun. Uh, the warm-up show is next. It was pretty good. We talked about the... Uh, who's that guy in the Cowboys? Lucky Bastard? Lucky Whitehead. <laughs> you idiot. Lucky Whitehead. Uh, yeah. At the time we recorded this morning, his dog was missing, uh, but there was some resolution. I saw, Jerry, a local... Dallas rapper claims he has the dog. Oh, is that true? And is holding it for ransom. Interesting. So, see where that story goes. It's well, uh, all covered on the warm-up show. He said he's show, got the dog back. So. Which is next. Oh, okay, that's good. Well, I mean, I did that in the show. You don't really remember that, do well, you? No, I do remember. I remember you said it during the show, and then I went and I Googled it and Twittered it, and it was still didn't seem resolved, so I thought maybe you misread. Lucky Whitehead posted on his Instagram account, we're all good, thank oh, you for all the support. I checked his Twitter, he did not post there. Instagram. Bad job. Come on, Lucky Whitehead. I gotta go. Alright, two! It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. Alright, very good morning to you on a Tuesday. A terrible night uh, locally for the two baseball teams. The Mets lose to the Cardinals and the Yankees lose to the Twins in a very, very winnable game in Minnesota. What's up, Al Dukes? Oh, hi Jerry. So we could do some baseball here if you so chose. You would know a Syndergaard, some, I think, dumb comments, but whatever, about the working out and all that stuff. And then they, of course, didn't play well. And Hansel Robles is a gas can. You the Yankees. We could do that. Aaron Judge, 0 for 3 again, though he threw a guy out at home plate. But we're getting into football mode. Do you realize, how about this? Do you realize the first preseason game is almost two weeks away? Is that the Hall of Fame game? Yeah, the Cowboys play on August 3rd. Against? That I don't know. I think it's the Rams, I think. Oh, but yeah, it's I August believe it is 3rd. the Rams. 
And so that's I think that's two weeks from this Thursday. I don't count that game because it feels like no one really plays in that game. I count well, the ones the, like the starters get two series usually. They do. Which is no, I mean, if you really think about most first preseason games, the starters will, I don't think, go much more than the first quarter. So it's not that much different, but I get it. They're not practicing much, and bang, here comes a game. What's the big preseason game? The third one. The third one. And then the fourth one, all the veterans sit and all the rookies and, you know, kids that are trying to make the team are the ones that stay out. The That's field. the one I'm interested in, Jerry. Are you? I game saw three. Game three. Everybody is preseason. Now I, I knew this would be, and you'd be all over this. And I saw you put it on the show sheet, and I need some background because I don't understand this. I see on the show sheet Michael Irvin wants to fight MMA style at the age of 51. Right. Why? Well, as I read into it a little further, he evidently trains MMA style, whatever that means. That's his working out. A lot of guys do that, sure. In his workouts, he trains MMA style. He said he would love to one time get into a ring or an octagon and fight someone, but he doesn't want to fight a real MMA fighter because he knows he'll get whacked. And his wife had, well, he said this about his wife. I love this quote, Jerry. I want to see maybe your wife feels this way about you. Michael Irvin says on Fighting MMA, my wife says I'm her mule, and she can't have her mule out there getting hurt. Well, it's very nice of her. So he said if he could set up an MMA fight with another celebrity who trains But that's him, not a real MMA fight then. But I, I actually thought of a good opponent for him, Jerry. Oh, here we go. Herschel Walker. Herschel he, Walker would steamroll him. Yeah, because Herschel Walker actually... That is not a good fights opponent. MMA style. Yes, he does. Legit and has been in like and he's in much, that Bellator. He's I think thicker and he's just a bigger guy and he's still doing those thousand sit ups and thousand right. push ups every day. Not now. I'll say the one thing about the the training MMA style back in the day when you remember all that grappling you stuff were a I grappler, was doing. Yeah, I sparred once. I took one shot to the side of my head. I was dizzy for four days. A barefoot. That too, was right? the end. Yeah, it was a barefoot. They Absolutely. fight barefoot. The roundhouse kick. Roundhouse now, I foot I right finished, to your face. But I remember I got into the car and I was woozy and I didn't see straight for three days. And you had a toe mark on I your forehead. I did not have a toe mark. That is not true. A large footprint. I wasn't. I didn't get hit here. I got hit here. And I had headgear head. on. Unlike these lunatics that get in the octagon with nothing on. Crazy. That was the end of my sparring day. So if Michael Irvin wants to do that, God bless him. Perhaps maybe Danny Bonaducci would be a better celebrity guest to opponent. fight him. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see that. I know there's a lot of reality celebrity shows. They're bringing back all those game shows in prime time. Why not have like they b- brought back Battle of the Network Stars? Right. What if it was, ba- you know, MMA style of the celebrity stars? What would it take to get you? I mean, you're a celebrity locally. What would it take to get you in the octagon? Well, I'd have to fight someone local, Michael Irvin. Well, he's a much larger celebrity. I, I wouldn't fight anyone like that. Michael Irvin's a large. He, I've seen him in here. He does a, He does work on the station sometimes. Would you fight large Craig in the fella. octagon? Uh, no, not Craig either. Why not? He's a, Craig weighs about eighty pounds more than I weigh. Right, which I'd have means to you're fight much like, quicker uh, than he would be. I'd have to fight like a seventh grader MMA style. A seventh grader. I don't that think that I would be do. legal. You dope. How about Eddie? Eddie, no, he would outweigh me as well. I need a much uh, thinner, slight man. A thinner, slight yeah. man? All right, I don't get That's why I said like a child. Does uh, such a thing exist? They exist, Eddie. I'm not the slightest man around. No, you are You are not. This portion the, oh. is sponsored by USA Network. Now, keeping it with the Cowboys, because you mentioned Michael Irvin, this story with Lucky Whitehead sucks. So what is he, uh, Lucky Whitehead? He's a wide does, receiver. Wide receiver yes. for the currently on the Cowboys. Right. Michael Irvin, former wide receiver. Right. Lucky Whitehead, current wide receiver. 
he had to put out an Instagram post where he took a photo of his pit bull. And this isn't a pit bull story where the pit bull ate someone. This is a pit bull story where he has a pit bull of a pet of his, which he loves. And it was kidnapped from his home and is currently being held ransom. Now, what I, and how the, was there a ransom note? Was there a phone call? How, phone I calls. So can't you trace that and track it and go find it? Burner phones, Jerry. What does that mean? It's what criminals use. They buy these phones that uh, have like a phone number for a short amount of time. Oh, so you go into like a convenience store and yeah, buy a track phone or buy something? Buy a burner phone. And that's Which it. we shouldn't allow in this country. Why do you need a burner? If you're buying a burner phone. I've never heard the term burner phone oh, before. Yeah. Eddie knows it. Eddie's if a I, criminal? If I see anyone, it's like when I hear someone has a P.O. box, I'm like, hmm, something <laughs> up to something. If you're hiding something, if you're buying a burner phone, you're a loser up to something. You feel the same way about people that uh, keep all their stuff in storage. Yes. Right. Well, that's <laughs> They're hiding just, something. They just can't get rid of stuff. <laughs> but when, when, you know, sometimes I have to take info from when people win tickets here at the radio station. Sure. And I'll go address, they'll go, P.O. Box 482. Like, <laughs> what are you hiding, P.O. Box? What is being sent there? Where do you live? If I worked at the post office and had to deal with P.O. Boxes, I'd be suspicious of every letter I Perhaps put Perhaps you'd also be the happiest guy around because you got to travel five feet to right, go put the true. mail in each slot. I could definitely be a P.O. Box mailman. Of course you could be. Yeah, so burner phones, Jerry. Burner phones. Never so heard of them. The police say they can't trace it. They The, the ransom, they want $10,000 for the return of Blitz. The pit bull. Uh, he had offered them some sort of money, but not ten thousand. Now I know you have a hundred. You have like a you have a parrot or something. How I want a parrot. I don't much, have any. Oh, you don't have one. Have how no much pets. money would you spend to get a pet back? I'm like uh, I'm like Lucky Whitehead. I don't think you you pay money. I think you. I would immediately get the police involved. I know I agree you with can't that. Pay but ransom. For a reward, not I guess not a oh, ransom. Oh, really? Like if I'd lost the pit bull? Yeah. Like what number would you put on it that you'd be comfortable with? Twenty grand. No, five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars. Like, I'll get another one. That's not much of an incentive. Now, would you be the type that you try to get the dog that looks exactly the same and call him Blitzer instead no. of Blitz? Uh, no, dogs have a personality. <laughs> I do think that sometimes, though, when I see uh, do- missing dogs posters around town, I'm like, hmm. I like the ones that say <laughs> Al Duke's pet detective. Yeah, <laughs> I just go around scooping up animals. I like the ones that say because I've seen this before. I'd be like, "Lost dog, you know, black lab that do not approach." <laughs> oh yeah, that's going to help you want to go pick up the. Well, dog. No, they just want you to call He'll the number you. and say, "I saw the dog on the corner of Houston and uh, you know somewhere." They want well, that's just... not going to get you the reward though. No, if if, if you're this is not an arrest reward. If your tip leads to the re- no, that's not return the of the works. dog, you get you the reward. You have to bring the dog back. You're not looking for a criminal where if your tip leads to the arrest, that's not the way it works. I always wanted to find someone's pet, then have like the local news, like a News 12 sort of thing. Again, here we go. Al wants credit. No, because this is what I would want to do, where the person tries to give me the reward, and I say, no, I, I can't accept. That would, is oh, what come I would on, wanna... please take it. Okay. <laughs> no, on television, I'd be like, I cannot accept. Right, camera's off. Where's my five hundred? It's my pleasure to return your dog to you unharmed. You, you just want extra credit. That yes. is all you want. This... So uh, hopefully Lucky Whitehead finds his dog or this gets his dog back, Jerry. Portion sponsored by USA Network. Tonight, Ryan Phillip returns as Bobbly Swagger in the USA hit original drama Shooter. The new season begins tonight at 10, 9 central, right after SmackDown Live on USA Network. Quick break. When we come back, uh, some story from the NFL. 
It has nothing to do with the Cowboys. And then how it relates to social media. And then Boomer and Carton at 6 on the fan. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's the shortest show on WFAN. Oh, welcome back. This portion is sponsored by ADT. Twins top the Yankees last Bougie. night. Okay, 4-2. Eduardo Escobar pinched at RBI single in the 8th, snapping a 2-2 tie. Cardinals over the Mets 6-3. The home run ball really did them in. Paul DeYoung, a two-run shot. And then Tommy Pham, a long three-run homer off of Hansel Robles. Both of those series a little bit. Both of those series do continue later tonight. And Steve Mills met the media along with Scott Perry and uh, Jeff Hornacek. So we'll get to that coming up in just a couple of minutes on the show. This portion is sponsored by ADT. Home isn't just a place. It's the feeling of knowing you're safe. ADT lets you take that feeling with you. Learn more at ADT.com. Yesterday, the Panthers fired uh, GM Dave Gettleman. And immediately, a lot of former players uh, hit social media and the likes of Twitter and had some uh, comments for him. I shouldn't even say comments. They posted pictures. And I don't. You're good with the Twitter. I'm not. So Josh Norman, Steve Smith, two former players, amongst others, they put all these emoji pictures. That's too much work. The Josh Norman one is eyeballs. What does that mean? I'm not sure. I'm watching you. And then a confused emoji with, like, his hand on his chin. Okay. Does I'm that not mean sure he's that... confused he got fired or, hmm, I think the eyeball- you? I think the eyeballs mean look and then confusion. Okay. Then a Steve Smith don't understand his either. Senior wrote, "It's okay, Dave. I know how you feel." Yeah, but what were the pictures then attached to his? It's too much. work. Honestly, I don't get it. Eddie just told me something which is true. Yesterday was National Emoji Day, but they do this every day. And D'Angelo Williams wrote, "I want to publicly say Panthers is off my list of teams I won't play for due to the firing of that snake, Dave Gettleman." Hmm. He used the emojis with the sunglasses. Got it. The AOK sign. Oh, he likes the move, and he's good now. And something that appears to be a right. blob. Exactly, right there. I don't know something what that, that one is. Something that appears to be. You don't know. <laughs> what is that? Right. It's work is what that is. Then uh, this is the Panthers of the uh, Hockey League. I know you, we don't talk hockey you mean here. the Panthers or the Predators? Predators. I'm sorry, Jerry. Because that's the only Predators. The Predators. Right. Talking hockey, Al. That's right. Some uh, Predators <laughs> fan that just checked his Twitter account. Yeah. He says he doesn't look at it often. And uh, he won. Uh, you might break him before he stop hitting him with he the won newspaper. Stanley Cup tickets. <laughs> that sucks. Which he just found out Al, about. That sucks. Cup, Al, what is it? That's the uh, NHL championship. <laughs> Poop emoji. Poop emoji. Why do you say it like that? Championship. Championship. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> All right, Boomer and Carton. Oh. You hear their voices. Here they come. Be now. listening this morning to Boomer and Carton.